This is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. Yes, indeed, the resurrection changes everything. Rick Warren is the pastor of Saddleback Church in California, the author of the best-selling book, The Purpose Driven Life. He and his wife Kay went through a devastating loss when their 27-year-old son Matthew uh, committed suicide after battling depression and mental illness for many years. About a year after this tragedy, Rick said people would often ask them, how have you made it? How have you kept going in the midst of all that pain? And he would say to them, the answer is Easter. The answer is Easter. The resurrection changes everything. And the glory of God was clearly revealed when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. The glory of God is the public display of of God's infinite beauty and worth. The glory of God is the manifest splendor of His wisdom and His majesty. And nothing reveals the nature and character and glory of God quite like the resurrection of Jesus from the dead because it puts the infinite power of God on display for the whole world to see. The Bible tells us that Jesus died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time. It was an historical event. It was an empirical, verifiable, historical event. Jesus died. He was buried. God raised him from the dead. The resurrection changes everything. The resurrection changes everything for those who have no hope. Not long after Jesus came out of the grave alive, the Apostle Paul wrote to the people in a place called Ephesus, to the church at Ephesus, and he said to them, Remember that at one time you were separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Talk about a desperate situation in life. They had no hope. They were separated from Christ. They were alienated from all the promises of God. And they were living without hope because they were living without God. And maybe that's where you're at in life today. You have no hope. Perhaps you have no hope because you have not yet put your trust and your confidence and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ who came out of the grave alive for you. He's the only one who can save us. Or or, or maybe you have no hope today because you have disregarded the truth uh, in favor of some disappointing distractions along the way. Or, Or maybe you've compromised your walk with God so long and so far that Your hope has just evaporated. But my friends, the resurrection changes everything. And for those who live without hope, Easter is the answer. When the glory of God is is revealed in the resurrection, it it changes everything. It, it, It changes everything. Furthermore, the resurrection changes everything for those who have lost heart. The Romans crucified Jesus. And 
everybody who had set their hearts on his message and his ministry were devastated, dejected, discouraged. They were in despair. I, I think of Mary Magdalene, for example, the woman Jesus had healed. I mean, he cast evil spirits out of this woman, and, and her connection to the Lord was undeniable and, and strong. Uh, she depended on her Savior. She trusted him. She, she needed him. She loved him. And so after they took his body down from the cross and placed him in the empty tomb and sealed the tomb with a large stone, Mary went to visit. Early on Sunday morning, the scripture says in John chapter 20, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And she said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. I was standing outside the tomb crying, and as I wept, I stooped and looked in. I saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked me. Because they have taken away my Lord, I replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, he said, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? I thought he was the gardener. Sir, I said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said to me. I turned to him and cried out, Rabbani, teacher. I found the other disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. The resurrection changed everything for me. Indeed, yes, indeed it did. Mary had lost heart. She was disappointed and discouraged. I mean, she had followed the Lord faithfully and put all of her hope and trust in the future uh, in, in Him. So when He was crucified, her world fell apart. She, she didn't know what to do or where to go or whom to trust. And, and maybe that's how you're feeling today. You too have lost heart. You feel like giving up. You feel frustrated and disappointed. Nothing's turning out the way you thought it would. Religion is not working for you. Going it alone is not working for you. Nothing seems to be working for you right now. But the power of the resurrection of Jesus changed everything for Mary. It's changed everything for me, and it can do the same for you. The resurrection changes everything. So if you trust Him and follow Him and obey Him, Jesus will strengthen your heart and Jesus will give you the stamina that you need for today and tomorrow and beyond. For those who have lost heart, Easter is the answer. 
The resurrection also changes everything for those who think that their past disqualifies them. You know, as jail cells go, this one wasn't too bad. There was a, a fan on the table. The twin beds each had a thin mattress and a pillow. And there was a toilet and, and a sink. So it wasn't too bad as far as jail cells go. Unless, of course, this was your home permanently and you weren't leaving. Like Julio. Julio was there in that prison cell to stay for a very, very long time. The tattooed anchor on his forearm characterized his personality. He had a cast iron personality. His broad chest expanded his t-shirt. Every time he moved his forearm, his, his biceps bulged, you know, that kind of a build. His glare could blister your face. His smile showed a mouth full of brilliant white teeth. But now the glare was gone and the smile was forced. Julio wasn't on the street where he was the boss. He was in jail where he was a prisoner. He had killed a man, a teenager, in fact, a, a, a guy who was selling drugs to kids on the street. He also had a big mouth, and so one night he was shooting off his mouth, and, and Julio had had enough, and he was determined to, to shut it up. <laughs> He left the crowded bar where the two of them were arguing, walked home, grabbed the revolver out of the drawer, and headed back to the bar. He stepped inside the bar, and the drug dealer turned around just in time to catch a bullet in the heart. Julio was guilty. Guilty as charged. Went to prison for it. But his, his cellmates and the guys uh, on, in his cell block who had come to faith in Jesus through the chaplain at the jail, they kept telling him that he, he could be forgiven too. That, 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 that there was forgiveness in the name of Jesus. And they kept, they kept re reminding him or repeating to him 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins to God, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. But Julio was convinced that that his past disqualified him. He, he believed that he was excluded from the grace of God because his past was so dark and he'd done so many terrible things, he did not think God would or God could forgive him. But so did the slave girl that we read about in Acts chapter 16. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, the evil spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. That very moment this impoverished, demon-possessed slave girl was set free. She was set free. Imagine that. Imagine that. If, I mean, if, if anyone's past would have disqualified her from forgiveness, if anyone's past would have disqualified her from, from uh, the grace of God, it, it was her. 
But the resurrection changes everything. Doesn't matter who it is. Your past does not define who you are. Your mistakes don't determine your future. The answer to the mess in Julio's life, the answer to the mess in this slave girl's life, the answer to the mess in your life and mine is Easter. Easter grace. The amazing grace of God. And the Bible says Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through Him since He always lives to make intercession for them. So for all of you who think that your past disqualifies you, Easter is the answer. <laughs> the resurrection changes everything. And when the glory of the resurrection is revealed, it changes lives like yours and mine. Furthermore, the resurrection changes everything for those who are living in darkness. And I'm not speaking about a, an absence of sunlight here. I'm talking about spiritual darkness. And there's nothing worse than, than spiritual darkness. Over in Acts chapter 26, Paul recounts the story of his conversion. And he says there in Acts 26 verse 17, quoting Jesus, I'm sending you to open their eyes, the eyes of unbelievers, so that they may turn from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. Because of Easter, people can step out of darkness into the light. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, people can be uh, delivered from the power of Satan and, and brought into a relationship with the living God. Because of the resurrection, you can be forgiven and set free, absolutely free. Folks, the Bible has a very simple story. God made man. Man rejected God. And now we live in a broken world that is full of disappointment. <laughs> the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 6.23 Jesus came to rescue us and to do for us what we could never do for ourselves. He took our sin and shame to the cross. He paid the penalty for our sin by His death. Then He was raised from the dead to provide the only way that we can be rescued through the power of God, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. But simply hearing that message is not enough. We have to act. We need to do something. We need to turn from our sin in repentance. And we need to place our trust and our confidence in Jesus Christ and His finished work on the cross. So I'm asking you today, I'm, I'm urging you today, I'm appealing to you today to come to Jesus. I, I, I remember the day I came to Jesus, and, and I also remember my very first Easter as a new believer in Jesus Christ. I'm, I mean, I sat in, in our, our little church in Edmonton, I sat there and cried like a baby. I, I, could, I could hardly comprehend all that God had done for me on that very first Easter as a Christian. And, uh, yeah, I remember coming to Jesus. 
Yes, I do. Like it was yesterday. I, I, I was living far from God and living without hope. I was separated from God and all of His wonderful promises. I thought my past disqualified me, so I'm checking all the boxes, you know. I was getting drunk or getting high every, every weekend. My life was a mess. It was just a mess. I grew up in a home that was riddled with alcohol and physical abuse. But when the glory of the resurrection of Jesus Christ was revealed to me in the gospel, when I saw the love of Jesus Christ lived out before me, and I saw the love of Jesus in the Word of God, I, when I understood what Jesus did for me, I mean, I was hooked. I, I wanted in. I couldn't resist. I repented of my sins. And I placed my trust and my confidence in Jesus alone for my salvation. And I, I want to encourage you to do the same thing today, if you've, if you've not done that yet. Jesus saved me by the power of the resurrection, and He can do the same for you. Maybe you've been coming to church for, for a long time, maybe even for years, and, but you don't really know Jesus. You know about Him, you know, you know His name, but you, you don't have a personal relationship with Him, not yet. Maybe you're a, maybe you're a good Catholic, or a a confirmed Anglican or a, a, a persevering Lutheran. But you don't have a personal relationship with God yet. You've got church membership, but you're not part of the family of God yet. You may be a good person, a religious person, but you're, you're still not a follower of Jesus until you repent of your sins and trust in Him. Maybe you've grown up in a Christian home and you believed everything that mom and dad told you, but you still didn't take that step and, and put your trust in Jesus Christ alone until now. Until now. And today may be your day. It's time to trust in Jesus fully. It, it's time for you to come to the altar of faith. I mean, today's the day of salvation, my friends. Don't put it off any longer. I invite you to come to Jesus his arms are open wide. He's waiting for you. Many of us are hurting and broken within, overwhelmed by the weight of our sin, but Jesus is calling. So I invite you to come to Jesus. Confess your sins to Him. Put your trust in His finished work. You know, around here, we often express our faith in prayer. And you could do that the same thing Right now, today, right now, as you're listening to this message, you could just reach out to God in prayer and say something like this. Lord Jesus, I need you. I want to turn away from my sins right now and put my, my trust and my confidence in, in you alone for my salvation. I come to you now, Lord Jesus, and ask you to give me the gift of eternal life. I believe in you. I trust in you. I put my confidence and my, my faith in you, Lord Jesus. So yes, Heavenly Father, we bow in humble adoration before you today. Thank you for loving us enough to send your one and only Son, Jesus, to the cross to die for us so that he could pay the penalty for our sin. And we thank you for the power of the resurrection that raised Jesus once again from the dead. Lord, I pray that you will invite more people 
And I pray that you will draw more people who are listening to this online service to repent of their sins and to trust in Jesus alone for eternal life. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.